Okay, we're in part three, the final part in uh, wearing a yamulka. Very, very interesting, very, very interesting. I'm actually getting emails from people who are listening, who are enjoying so much the shurman on different topics that people never heard about. Baruch Hashem, I got a wonderful email last night. I have to say, give me tremendous chizik. You know, it gives me, it gives me chizik to hear an email from someone who's listening, who enjoys it. You know, it just, it keeps me going. You know, I, I, Baruch Hashem, you guys are here, right? But there are other people as well, Baruch Hashem, who are listening. And it gives me a tremendous, tremendous chizik. Anybody that wants to do so, a, uh, what we, what's the email? awetrog.net.il Okay, Rabbi, let's move on. We uh, left off with a Shaila. We left off with a Shaila of um, a Yamaka. I wanted to discuss an interesting thing because a lot of Alakas today. Is number one, you know, if, if wearing a Yamaka is a school of Yerush Shemaim, which the Gemara basically tells us, which is one of the nine reasons that we mentioned yesterday. So why don't women wear it? School of Yerush Shemaim? Why don't women do it? Right? Single girls? Why are they wearing Kayamaka? It's a school of Yerushimai. Women don't need Yerushimai. What's Pshat? What does it mean? What's going on? So you could say Pshat was that it started as a minig and the minig was only miscabled by men and therefore continued that way. As we said yesterday, it started as a minig and continued as a khir. But you know, there's always a famous answer of Shishan Pinkas that Salah says. Not that about Yamaka, but also about tzitzis, also about tefillin. You know, men do a lot of other things that women don't do. And women do many things that men don't do, right? We're not going to go into this at this moment of time. But what is a woman wet tefillin? It's beautiful to tie yourself with the rabbinish with the straps, all the phylacteries, everything. It's, it's mamish, it's beautiful. And it's tzitzis, you know, you remembering Uzzacharitem, you remember the knots, and you got Daimel HaShamayim, Kisei HaKovayit. What's pshat? So Shishu Pinkas Atzal once said, he said, you know, it's, it's almost a busha, it's almost like a disgrace for a woman to wear such a thing, to have such a thing. A woman is naturally closer to Hashem. She doesn't need a yamulka to remind her there's a God. She doesn't need to tie straps around the arms to remind her that there's God, or put sitsis on her begodim to remind her that there's Hashem. A woman is naturally, fingers closer to Hashem. And therefore, because of that, she doesn't necessarily need to do all these things to remind her. Um, Rabbi, so I want to go to a couple of other things as well. We missed out yesterday. A couple of Marmakomis. Chacham Ovadia, Zatzal, in Yechavadas, Chalik Dalit, Semenalov brings down that even if you don't paskinite the Taz, which we mentioned yesterday, since all of Klali saw wear it, it's an absolute obligation to wear a yarmulke without any shayla whatsoever. In fact, there's a, um, and the shayla in the, in, uh, in Shulchan Aruch already, in Semen Sali Aleph, about a kippah that's got holes in it. Right, if it's if it's, it's woven and it's got holes in it, is that considered to be a good yamulka or not? Um, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting, Shaila. What's pshat that the meaning became black? You ever wondered? Well, what is it? most of Kali Yisrael, so you look at the Gedolim, you look at Tamid Chomim, you look at the Pleitoya. People are wearing black yamulkas. Not, not obviously not saying that any other color is not good, but what, why dafka black? Have you ever wondered why Dafka Klal Yisrael accepted the, the, the color black? So there's a Modega Kitzur Shochanoch. The Kitzur Shochanoch says. Because black is a color of anova. It's humility. And therefore, since we said, if you remember yesterday, we said some of the nine reasons of wearing yarmulkes, one of them was not to be a Balgaivas, the Gemara Betzim and Shabbos, but it's also uh, a situation of not becoming haughty. And black says the Kitzvah is an idea of not becoming haughty. Therefore, I guess that's the reason why black became the idea of that. But when it comes to a kippah suga or something similar to that, for example, a yarmulke with a hole in it, Shochanach already discusses such a thing, not like I'll be wearing a yarmulke, but like I'll be other halachas. And obviously there's no problem that much. In fact, they once asked with Scheinberg's that cell, you know, is that, is that a problem? And he said a very simple thing, the ikra is what's in the head, not what's on top of the head. Right? That's the most important thing. Right? Which is why, in fact, for example, they asked... Um, 
Rebchaim Knievsky Shlita, are you allowed to wear a see-through yarmulke? I'll take a piece of plastic, cut it round, off I go, right? I never saw anyone with such a thing, but does it work? Of course it works. You have a head covering, might have to be what it is, what it's made from, what it looks like, right? Obviously, everything works over there. But you'd have to be able to see it. Oh, we'll talk about that. We will talk about that, Be'ez HaShem. Rabbi said, it's late. Let's try to get through as much as we possibly can. We mentioned there are certain heterim. And there's a reason why I gave the Agdoma of two days ago, yesterday, about wearing a yarmulke. So, for example, the Shaila came into a Moshe about people going to work. And for whatever reason, they feel that if they have a yarmulke, they won't get the job or they won't get the business deal, whatever it is. They're going to, I'm not talking about anti-Semitism. I'm not talking about going to a place where it's dangerous. I'm talking about a situation where for this job, they cannot have a yarmulke. At least that's what they feel. So Ramosha says, Basim, you can be Makelim for Panosa, you can be Saimich on the Marshal, and the other Poiskim that hold its only Midas Chasidus, as we said last time. Okay, when Paskin it's Make Hadin, but in a case for Panosa or Big Tsarich, there's a Mokin to be Makel and consider it to be for, uh, you can be Makel and Saimich on the Marshal, that's a Midas Chasidus, then for it's okay. But of course, Ramosha said that every second that you possibly can, if you're in the office, whatever it is, then Aaron, you definitely should make sure to put it on at all possible times over there. In fact, when Moshe brings the so where buy a toupee, if you can't wear a yarmulke, it's rice of a week, at least have a head covering in that case over there. Sports, they asked Rebelski, Zatzal, they asked Rebelski, they came to Rebelski, and they said, no, we want to play sports, we want to, you know, run around, yarmulke, it's difficult, it's hard, what do I do? He said, chas v'shalom, for a person to remove his yarmulke when he plays sports, because at the end of the day, it leads to kalus roish, it leads to lightheadedness, and therefore a person should not do that. Now, obviously, a person cannot make a brocha without a yarmulke. We mentioned yesterday, Shulchanah Paskins, that you cannot take your hand and cover your head. If in the middle of the night you want to wake up and make a brocha on your water, because a body can't cover another body. So you take your pajamas, you take a cloth, you take a tissue, take whatever it is, you do it in that way. To go into a shul without a yarmulke, mamash isa, to go into a shul without a yarmulke is mamash mamash osa. Um, it is motive to remove a yarmulke when taking off your twin and shal roish, right? Not that, not that you have to, not that you need to, but for those people that do, then there's no problem with that whatsoever with doing that. When it comes to learning, Right, this is very negative. For example, you're getting a haircut and you want to go over the sugya. You want to go over chazatos for a minute and see what's going on. So you're having a haircut, you're not wearing a yarmulke. That's another problem. Also, you need until it's a dime. But without the chiva until it's a dime, I'm talking about just not having a yarmulke, right? Most people, as far as they know, when they have a haircut, are not marked to say, excuse me, can you please keep my yarmulke and move it into the different sides as you go to the different sides of the head? Mask him? Okay. If that's the case, so really the halacha is that you uh, should not say words of Torah. So if you want to sort of ask the barber how he learned Shat and Taisfus, that you shouldn't do. But if you want to go over the sugar in your head, the sabada of other, you should, without any problem whatsoever. It's like in a swimming pool. Right? You're going swimming because you want to do exercises in order to serve the Rabbinish Nolan better. Why else? And therefore, if that's the case, I don't have a yarmulke on. But at the same time, I'd like to do a bit of learning. And therefore, there's no problem with doing learning, even without a yarmulke, just it should not be spoken or said out. Um, you're allowed to say Shalom without a yarmulke, right? even though Shalom is one of Hashem's name, because the Kavona isn't saying Hashem's name, and therefore it's okay. What about sleeping with a yarmulke? The Mishabur, the Chalalik, the Chalalik, he brings down. When it comes to sleeping, he brings a Shlah, the Chalalik, a Shlah, that says that a Chosid, Right, as we know, it doesn't necessarily mean he wears various things on Shabbos, but it means someone that goes to the Nim Mishura said then that's the definition of a chosid, Noshan Chazal. So Mishabur quotes a Shlach Kodesh, Mishabur, that's what he meant, that a chosid sleeps with a yamulka on, whether it's his regular yamulka, whether it's a, a yamulka that's in the Shuf yamulka, whatever it is, that's what a chosid does. Do you have to? Absolutely not. But it's a choshiva thing to do, and for sure when you say Moida'ani in the morning, which is the very first thing you do when you open your eyes, even before Negev Asis, to thank the Rabbi Nishnan for giving you 
Yibun and Shaman back, you make sure that you put your yarmulke in that case. Once you have a yarmulke, you have to throw it in the garbage, or is it got a din of Shemus? Salacha is that you are allowed to throw it into the garbage. There's no hasn't got any kedusha whatsoever. You're allowed to put it straight into the bin without any problem whatsoever. In that case, what size does a yarmulke have to be? So again, we're late now, so I'm not going to go through all the different shitas. But the Rishonim um, Kluger, for example, is a true with the Chazanish as well that they want to tie the stiper as well. That basically it has to cover rove of your head. It covers rove of your head. If it covers rove of your head, then you're good. With Moshe, which I think most of Kali Yisrael are knowing, is with Moshe held that the yamaka has to be the size that wherever you are, whatever angle someone is looking at you, they can always see it. So now that someone's behind you, they see you wearing a yarmulke. Someone's on the side of you, they see you wearing a yarmulke. But if, you wear, if you're wearing a yarmulke, if someone says to you, are you, oh, oh, I just saw that you are now. No, no, that's a problem. That means it's too small. No. What do you mean? One second. He's got such a big chuk that you can't see. You can't see anything. I don't know. That's that I mean, he's wearing a baseball cap. He doesn't see wearing a yarmulke. He's wearing a hand coming anyway. No, I don't think so. As long as he's wearing the size of the yarmulke is the size that a person has to, at any direction, has to. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is, a yarmulke does cover the brain. So I guess each person is different, no? Okay. So um, let's move on, Rabbi Sarah, with One last thing. I just want to just. I want to say one last thing. There's a lot of halachas, we didn't get to everything, but we got to basically the most of the idea, we got to the major, major points. But I want to end up with one Mordecai Maisa. It's a true story that happened in America quite a number of years ago. An amazing, amazing story. The story was like this. If you want to study to be a judge, it's a rigorous, rigorous program. To study to be a judge is something not just the studying, but the way that they test and they put you through to see if you're going to withstand, you know, pressure, being a judge is someone that you've got to be upstanding for your rights. You've got to know what's right, what's wrong. You can't be scared to say what is right and what's wrong. So how it works is there's a group of, let's say, 100 people. And they study and they test them. That eventually group goes to 50 because 50 of them get thrown out. And that 50 group goes to the higher level. The 50 group eventually becomes 20. That 20 group becomes 10. That 10 group becomes 5. And that 5 becomes 3. And those final 3 go to, I don't know, wherever they go, to the judge's house, and they get the, the final, you know, final test. And out of those, only two. There was one from Yid that made it from the 100 to the 50 to the 20 to the 10 to the 5. He's in the 3. And there he is in his final test, going into the judge's quarters, houses, whatever it is. And as he gets to the building, he thinks to himself, Yamaka or no Yamaka? Mitzad Echod, I'm Jewish, I'm from, I'm, I'm proud to be so, I'm not embarrassed. But maybe, you know, who said they're going to hire or take upon a judge that wears a yarmulke? So, maybe not. He doesn't know what to do. He walks in, he's walking with the other two, or not, not, not Jewish, so they don't know what's going on. And he's walking, he's like, oh, backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And he gets to the first floor, and then he gets to the corridor, he's like... Do I take, you know, then he takes it off for a minute, puts it, then he thinks, nah, come on, let's be strong about it. But back, forward, backwards, backwards. Eventually, he leaves it on. He leaves it on, he decides, that's it, I'm putting it on. He comes there, he gets tested, and he's the only guy rejected. And he says, I don't understand. I, w- there's no qu- I was going to wait, it doesn't make sense. He says, you have to understand something. We have cameras in the building here. And we saw, when you walked in, that you had a suffix about something. And we figured out it must be, obviously, you were taking off your skull cap, you were taking off your kippah on your head. And we realize that if you're not strong in your values, you cannot be a judge. We need someone that's strong in your values. It means you're not proud enough of who you are and stick up for the right thing. Rabbi Sai, as we said in the beginning, when you wear a yarmulke, you are giving off a Kiddush Hashem wherever you go. Be proud of who you are. Stick up for who you are. 
Of course, there are certain situations that maybe you have to be careful about where you are. And nowadays, we're in a generation where anti-Semitism is on the rise. But at the end of the day is, I know a guy, for example, that told me he was in Tel Aviv for a chasana. And it was, it was you know, it was a chasana. He had to go to a relative, whatever. So he says to me that they were playing, um, like, really bad music. So he went over to the DJ there. And he said, listen here, I'm only here for 10 minutes. I had to come and say, Mazatov, for 10 minutes, would you do me a favor and not play that music? You know, play some other goyish, not, not that, that, like, really bad. The guy said, you know what? No problem. No problem. For you, I'll do it. If they see that you hold of what you are and you respect what you, where you're holding, then they respect you also. And that's the Yisodavi Yamaka. Yisodavi Yamaka is to give us the opportunity to remember at all times that we're Tachas HaShchina, to give off the Kiddush Hashem wherever we are. And to do that, the Rabbanu will give us a lot of Siyat Ishmael. And we do have a wonderful day.